if you were to take a deep breath right now, I want to ask you this question. Are you playing at the level that your heart is guiding you to? In business, are you playing at a level big enough that is in your expansion and that your heart is really guiding you to? What feels most exciting to you? And this is the important question. Why is it that if you are holding back, trying to stay a little bit more safe than is in your expansion, why is that? And what unconscious patterns are coming up that are restricting you from taking that leap? Because we all know the saying that if you're not growing, you're dying. Which means in business, if you're not consistently expanding, consistently getting beyond your comfort zone and taking these leaps, you're not staying stagnant, you're going backwards. And that's why it's super important, especially if you're building content, building communities, creating and building something online, that you have to consistently take these expansion leaps, which is why we have Alicia Kramer here. She's here to help you uncover those unconscious patterns. What is holding you back from taking those leaps? She uses her expertise when it comes to hypnotherapy, tapping, energy healing, to really help entrepreneurs explain what it is that's stopping them from taking those leaps and how to do it in a way that feels aligned. So what you're going to learn here is one, what are those unconscious patterns that are holding you back? Two, what are the three steps, the three most important steps in order to create that shift for yourself? And three, what's the most important metaphysical strategy or reminder that you have to have in mind when taking these leaps? So I'll put Alicia's links below. Make sure you add her to your network. Reach out and say hi. Of course, it's here and in the Serving Circle on Facebook. We help elevate the consciousness of the planet through the success of your spiritual business. If you are a spiritual entrepreneur, be sure to subscribe, support the content, get involved with the community, and I'll see you on Facebook in the Serving Circle when you start collaborating with your soul tribe. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp, and if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income. But every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Your Business podcast. Alicia Kramer here. And, you know, I think, I think one of the biggest things that we can talk about here and that can help all of you as spiritual entrepreneurs is following your heart at the scale that you're being called to do it. I know many, many people can feel be, you can be called to start something of a, of a mission, of a passion, but when it comes to the level of exposure or when it comes to the certain risks involved in playing big, a lot of people can talk themselves out of it through the fears, through the doubts, the uncertainties, the confusion, whatever comes up along the way. That's why Alicia's here and to discuss everything around how to overcome those fears, how to finally start playing big and make that contribution that you're actually being called to. So. Let me read a little bit about Alicia's bio just very, very quickly. But Alicia Kramer is a business mindset expert, a certified hypnotherapist, metaphysical practitioner, 
international best-selling author and a sales and marketing consultant with an extensive business development background. Alicia, welcome. Thank you so much. Looking forward to being here. My pleasure. It's, you know, this is, as soon as I sort of found out, this is kind of what you do in picking people's brain, really going deep on what's holding them back and around the area of business and spirituality. This is the sort of stuff that I'm interested in. So if you could give a good old backstory, how did you get into all this? What is, what led you to doing what you're doing now? I grew up in uh, a somewhat dysfunctional household. This is not an uncommon story. Uh, Alcoholic parents grew up on a dairy farm. They worked a lot when they weren't working, they were drinking or fighting or, you know, something um, unpleasant to a young girl. I had no siblings, so I was alone a lot. And it just developed into a lot of self-esteem issues. I was really depressed, um, had suicidal ideations already when I was 12. It seemed like uh, it was just sort of setting the course, you know, for one of those, uh, can I say shitty, uh, (laughs) lives. Um, And I started drinking at an early age was what I uh, lovingly call very rough around the edges. Uh, So fast forward, I'm kind of bumping through life. Um, I had really no, no clear path, no dreams, no goals. Uh, My social life involved, you know, going out to the bars and drinking with friends and arguing with my boyfriend and, you know, all of those types of things that a young 20 year old does um, when that's her upbringing. So Fast forward, I'm 25 years old. I go out with some girlfriends and I'm given a date rape drug. And when I came to, I had been physically and sexually assaulted. And it just shook me to my core. I had symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. Thought things were bad before that. Um, Quickly realized, not so. (laughs) So uh, I was really in in a place where I had two choices. Either that was pretty much going to be the end of my life as I knew it because I couldn't function like a normal human being anymore. I was in a constant state of fear. Um, I mean, my self-esteem had was virtually non-existent and I knew I had to find a cure. Now, I will say that even though I was quite rough around the edges, there were a couple of things that were... Um, kind of fundamentally a part of who I was. One of them was I was, in spite of my drinking problem, very into health and wellness and things like that. So I was really into natural things. And um, I also was sort of somewhat of a dabbling, aspiring entrepreneur. So now here I am and I'm faced with this decision. I have to do something because I cannot live this way. And I knew I was not going to go on medication for the symptoms. That wasn't going to work. I'd been on antidepressants a dozen times in my, you know, teens didn't help me. So I decided 
I'm going to, I'm going to find a cure. And I booked sessions with virtually every type of alternative health, health practitioner I could find within a 300 mile radius of my home. That included a hypnotherapist, an EFT practitioner, several different types of energy workers, you know, Reiki, quantum touch, whole bunch of different stuff. And I just went on a deep immersive healing journey. To say that it was transformational really is an understatement. Um, it didn't happen instantaneously. It certainly was an ongoing process, but I started to develop a sense of self-worth self-confidence, self-esteem. I started to like myself, see that I had potential um, and, and I had such a strong desire to help other people that um, in 2006, I, after studying um, from the original um, EFT trainings with Gary Craig, I opened a little brick and mortar EFT practice and I started using EFT to help clients. Um, of course, there's more to the story, but you fast forward a couple of years, 2010, I opened a local hypnotherapy practice and um, that's when really things started to finally take off for me. And I quickly recognized I absolutely loved working with, with the clients who were business owners. And it wasn't just on business stuff. It was on any of their stuff. But there was some something there that really resonated with me. And I just absolutely thrived on helping them. So that ended up becoming uh, an international business, which you know now over a decade later, um, you know, I work, I've worked with clients internationally, virtually for over 12 years now in this capacity. And um, it's just, it's something that I absolutely, absolutely love. That's cool. When, when you were, when you were sort of going to all the, you know, down the alternative medicine route, you're sort of looking at holistic practices. Do you remember a time when you sort of started seeing changes when was the first time when you like noticed oh geez i now have some self-esteem i now am starting to feel there's a a shift away from um you know depression and more towards something that is you know emotionally healthy was there a point when you started realizing that shift if so i will say that there were a couple of really critical key indicators right off the bat so I struggled with insomnia ever since I was a little girl. Being in a dysfunctional home situation, there's a tremendous amount of stress. Early on, I watched my mom be you know, hurt, physically abused by her past boyfriends. I saw one of them hold a gun to her head. I had a tremendous amount of fear. So when they would, um, they'd come into the house at night and they'd be arguing and fighting because they were drunk and I would be so scared. But then they'd go into the bedroom and it would get quiet and I would become even more scared because I thought, did he, did he hurt my mom? Did he kill my mom? Um, so that insomnia I had from the time that I was very, very young. And after that initial hypnotherapy session, after the assault, I was able to sleep through the night for the first time in years. That to me 
was such an obvious indicator that something had shifted. And that was, you know, maybe for some people it's like, you know, well, it didn't solve all your problems. Sure. It did not. But I mean, wow. Mm. (laughs) That's a tangible result to be able to not sleep. And then all of a sudden I'm sleeping through the night. That's a, that's a, a, a tangible result that you can start that's to a see tangible as a, result. As a particular outcome that's mm-hmm. huge yeah that's crazy and yeah. then so when you had you started sleeping throughout the night was that i mean when did you get to the point where you started seeing okay well i'm i'm learning from these modalities like eft and hypnotherapy when did it become a passion of yours to master these skills and then start you know really educating yourself to help other people So when I was going through the initial healing process, I was literally working on myself like hours each day. Um, Now, if if anybody's ever experienced post-traumatic stress disorder in in its acute form, they understand you're not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I would wake up in the middle of the night shaking. Like I was, you know, in hypothermic shock, my cell phone would ring. I jump. I was afraid to be at home. I was afraid to leave the house. There was just no sense of, of inner peace or well-being at all. So I was tapping on myself constantly. I was listening to hypnosis audios all the time. I was listening to um, Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer and Tony Robbins. I mean, I was full in like immersion and I would, you know, I'd work a little bit. I'd still go to work and stuff. And then I'd, you know, come and I'd, I'd, you know, get right back into it. I had to unravel so much of that toxic energy, not only from the assault, but from my, my entire past. And as I started to feel different, I was thinking different. My behaviors were changing. My relationships were changing. Things were changing. And I started to feel so incredibly inspired. And I would say it was, you know, it was a good few months before I felt um, really compelled to start working with other people. And I knew I was still work in progress, but I also knew how transformational those modalities were and that there were so many people that I could help because they weren't exposed to that type of work. And a lot of people are really in a conventional mindset and they don't even know these things exist. Or if they do, it's on such a superficial high level and they have all of their myths and misconceptions, especially when it comes to hypnosis. They just sort of brush it off without saying to themselves, what if this could help me? This thing that has been holding me back, this thing that's been causing me so much pain in my life, what if something a little bit outside of the norm could be the solution? And I wanted to really start to get that message out. And I started to do it on a small scale in a small way with something in a small town that was incredibly taboo and out of the norm. Um, And, you know, certainly, um, you know, met with a lot of weird looks, (laughs) Um, but nonetheless, the passion, you know, the passion was there. Mm. Well, I think that's my next question is, well, in, in this chat, we're going to 
talk about how to go from a small scale to a big scale and the patterns you need to overcome in doing so because that's really what we're called to i mean well i can't speak for everyone but most of us are called for something that's big we're, we're called to start businesses and we're not called to have you know 15 instagram followers and and one climate some people might i can't say that but most of us have the calling to expand and grow um, build our networks reach more people spread a really empowering message and obviously grow along the way did you notice a a point where you were playing small and you sort of had to come over the overcome these internal patterns what was that like uh, i will say in all honesty i've noticed it reoccurringly so when i had my eft practice um it was a struggle to make ends meet and i had attempted a business in my early 20s that I filed bankruptcy on. So I had a lot of fear around that because that was a really disappointing, um, upsetting experience. And I tried network marketing companies and those types of things and really did not have the right mindset to be a serious business person. What mindset did you have? I had the, I want to be a business owner. I don't want to work for someone else. I should be able to do what I love and the money should just show up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Didn't work out that way. <laughs> um, the, a lot of people that are being called to do very, very, very meaningful work incredibly heart-centered people don't necessarily have some of those fundamental business traits. Now you look at someone like Donald Trump or Elon Musk, um, you know, that you look at some of these people and it's almost like, you know, I would never want to be like that. You know, you start to see these qualities in people that have the status and the success and they're really playing a big game and you can see and you can feel where things are often incongruent especially maybe as a person who is more heart-centered and we grow up in families that have all of their beliefs about people with money and business people and we don't want to have we don't we have these incongruencies within ourselves because we don't want to be that bad person we don't want to be perceived that way by the people that we love and we respect and so we hold ourselves back from what we could be what we can be without ever challenging the 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 data that's in your subconscious mind you know you don't have to be incongruent you don't have to be out of integrity you don't but unless you challenge what is going on within your subconscious mind those become the obstacles that keep us playing small and we manifest that as very justifiable excuses for our limitations so what have you found some of the key what have you found in exploring people's unconscious minds what those patterns are if they don't necessarily have the business mindset because they don't want to be like a Trump or an Elon Musk. 
but they still feel called to something, to, they still feel called to create something. What have been some of those patterns that you've uncovered that, you know, are quite common in the, in the people who are building more spiritual entrepreneurs, more, more entrepreneurial businesses? There's honestly, there's a lot of re rewiring we need to do. So each of us have had our own unique experiences. What are our family's beliefs about money, about business? What are the cultural beliefs about money, about business? Um, in a conversation with a client or a colleague or even just a friend who is a business owner, I can hear so many of these limiting beliefs come up and they don't even realize, they don't even realize it. It is so much a part of their conditioning. They don't even hear the limiting belief that's coming out of their mouth. And so it's all these little things. It's their fears about how people are going to perceive them. What are people going to think? It's fascinating. People have shame. Let's look at money. People have shame about not having enough money. They have shame about having money. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't, because you have all of these conflicting beliefs that are, they're literally directly conflicting. And now you set a goal for yourself and you say, I want to, I want to do my work on a larger scale. I want to take this gift that I have and I want to help more people. In order to do that, I need to advertise more. I need to get myself out there because guess what? If nobody knows you exist, you can't help them. So how do you do that? You, you market, you promote, you, you do advertising. That is going to require resources, resources of time, resources of dollars. Now, if you're not allowing yourself to have resources of dollars, you are limiting your capacity for reach. Or if you're terrified of public speaking, you're directly limiting your ability to get out there and get the type of exposure. I like to say, you know, the, when you're marketing your business, it's like you're building bridges. You are the island. You're that beautiful, wonderful, tropical oasis that their heart so deeply desires. You are the vibrational match, the solution to their problem. But they can't find you if there aren't paths to you with a sign that says, your destination is this way. And there are so many incredible individuals that are here on this planet right now that could help raise the consciousness of our collective, you know, humanity and help bring more light and more goodness into this world that are twiddling their thumbs, stuck in their fears, stuck in their doubts, stuck in their mind stuff. And it's not, there is no... There is no one sitting up on a cloud saying, you're, you're not supposed to. That's why it's not happening. Mm. No one is. It's just our stuff. And it's our job to clean that stuff up, get out of our own way, 
so we can do what we're here to do. So what I what I'm picturing as you're as you're talking through this is someone who feels called to create something. You feel called and you you feel called to go on this mission. All right, I want to help people in this way. And then your stuff comes up and you're trying to you're trying to build it while navigating the uncomfortable emotions. So so you say, okay, I want to go help people in this way. I want to build this business with this particular mission, help people solve these particular problems, help them achieve these outcomes and transformations. Let's do that so they don't judge me as much. Let's do that so these amount of people see me, but not this amount of people because I'm uncomfortable with that. Or let's promote it so that I can try to figure out how to make this much money so I can get by, but not this much where it's too much because there'll be too much shame there. And you're kind of navigating these internal patterns, these internal fears and insecurities. And whether it be around being seen, whether it be around feeling not good enough, whether it be around um, things like money, and you're trying to, you're trying your best to expand while feeling as comfortable as possible. And it kind of doesn't work that way. It doesn't work. You, you can't ex, you can't expand while feeling comfortable. People try and navigate that and they compromise. I'll put myself out this much, but not this much. And I'll and it never feels fulfilling. It'd be like taking a child. Children are so expansive. They just love to play. They're so full of energy, right? I mean, that life force energy is just free flowing through them. Now, if you take a child and you put them in a little cage. And you're like, here you go, have some fun. That's incredibly stifling. It doesn't feel good. It's not natural. And that's what our mind is like in so many cases. It's like this little box that we've put ourselves in. And we can see that there's more out there. And we're the ones keeping ourselves locked in our box inadvertently. It's not intentional. But unless you go through that process of being willing to do the inner work, and it really is work, people don't like that. They want a quick, easy fix. Mm. Our society conditions us that way. You've got a headache, you take a pill for that. You've got a problem, you go, you know, this is the, this is the quick fix. We have a lifetime worth of conditioning, much of which is not supporting our goals and our dreams and what we have the potential to be. And it does require work to change that stuff because our subconscious mind is designed to keep us in our safe little place. And when you start to stretch outside of that, the warning bells go off and your subconscious mind is like, uh-uh, nope, that's not safe. And you'll create internal resistance so strong that it'll stop you dead in your tracks or you'll manifest external circumstances that become those justifiable reasons for why it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So the inner work is work, but it's the only way. You don't just get to wake up one day with a completely different set of beliefs and expectations. You've got to do the work to create that. So people listening to this are raising their hands saying, I'm ready. I'm ready to do the inner work. I'm ready to start 
looking within and creating those shifts to stop playing small and start playing big for those who are paying attention to this what is the uh what are the certain steps tips advice you have for uh recognizing these fears move past them so they can play at the level that their hearts calling them towards so one of the most basic things is mindfulness now there are obviously degrees of that and the more you are exposed to the type of things that you need to do uh, the type of mindset that you need to embody to create the level of success that your heart desires, the more you're going to start to be able to feel the internal discrepancy. That's when that mindfulness piece really becomes helpful because we can feel it. If I take someone through an exercise and I say, I want you to just imagine for a moment, imagine your goal your big goal, that one that your heart desires, not the ego desire one, not the, oh, my ego would really get a kick out of showing off Sarah Sue from, you know, 12th grade, how successful I actually am, but like the real one, like those heart desires, like the kind that doesn't really go away. If you imagine you have it, it's yours. It is your reality. You're living it. Now for a moment, you're going to feel really good. And then you're also going to notice something doesn't feel good. Something feels off. Something doesn't feel right. That's indicating those limiting beliefs. Be willing to look at that. Those feelings are indicators. It's showing you, wait a second, something is off here. And now if you are willing to be honest with yourself, whether write it down, just do some really deep inner introspection. What do I really honestly expect? Honestly, if I'm absolutely 100% not BSing myself, what do I believe will actually happen? That's going to become very telling because now your mind is like, oh, I have permission to tell you our story and why it's not going to work. <laughs> and so your stuff is going to start to come up and you can start to see it objectively. And now you have to start to challenge that stuff because there's levels, there's layers, there's entanglements. Now, a lot of people do some really, really good stuff for themselves. They read books, they take courses, they might even work with a coach or, you know, do certain things that help them along on their path. But you can't stop there. You can't, you've got to keep going. You've got to keep putting the good stuff in and simultaneously be taking the bad stuff out. I love to use the analogy of a garden, a beautiful garden. You want a beautiful garden? You don't want to plant all of those seeds on a grassy patch that is you know, laden with weeds and rocks. You don't right? Your garden cannot thrive. You've got to prepare your soil. You've got to put not only the good stuff in, but you've got to get rid of all the bad stuff too. Otherwise your garden will not thrive.
thrive the way that it could. Sure, maybe you'll get a healthy tomato plant here or there. You know, maybe something is gonna, you know, be able to work through that, um, you know, that big patch of weeds. But let's face it, that's not what your heart really desires. And that's how a lot of people are living their lives and running their businesses. Mm. Powerful. So they've got, you've got the mindfulness, noticing if you were to create that vision for yourself, what are the uncomfortable patterns that come up along the way? And then learn how to challenge those, learn how to challenge those uncomfortable emotions to come up along the way. Because the more you do that, you, you're you're energetically creating the, you know, the soil that will provide the fruitful, you know, outcomes that you're after. So is that really what you walk people through in creating within their mind, within their energy field, is that that level of clarity and also the energy to be able to to manifest that and have the resourceful ideas everything like that. What does that look like? So when I'm working with a client, there are a few fundamentals that are pretty standard. And of course, everybody is different. When I'm working with a client one-on-one, it's really meeting that individual with where they're at. And everybody comes in at a different level, different place. But I always teach the tools. EFT, how to release energy, um, and some basic fundamentals like, here's an important one, okay? So we know that it is not uncommon once you start to get into some type of personal development work like EFT or releasing or any other of the modalities that are, you know, typically used for helping clear energy, limiting beliefs, blocks, stuff like that. So what happens is, and I'm, I've, I've been there, done that. That's, I know this so very well. And I've seen it with my clients over the years as well. So I always give a disclaimer to new clients. And then I remind them over and over and over again. So when you shift energy, when you break through an old challenge, something that has really been a stubborn son of a bitch for a long time, you know, and you break through that and you're feeling so good. And you're like, wow, that is amazing. Now you're looking around in your life and you're like, well, what else can I fix? And what happens is you're focused in the wrong place. You're not focused on growth. You're not focused on expansion. You're not focused on creating what you want. You're focused on fixing what is wrong. You're not going to run out of things to find, to fix. Like I said, you've got a lifetime worth of wacky conditioning. (laughs) So what typically happens is you go down the rabbit hole, the wrong rabbit hole, and you're just busy trying to fix everything you've never liked about yourself. And then you're wondering, why do I feel worse than ever before? Because you're focused on the wrong things. So the goal is to constantly be bringing ourselves back to what do I want? How do I want to feel? What do I want to create? That's the energy you want to be putting into your present and into your future. That's the particle flow you want flowing. That's what you want to build positive momentum on. And I promise you that as you are going towards that destination, you will bump up against your stuff. When you do, that's when you use the tools. 
that's when you do the clearing work. That's when you do the healing work. You shift it and then you refocus back on where you want to be headed. Otherwise, it's a slippery slope. So I'm usually redirecting my clients, redirecting. Stuff is coming up. We're clearing it. We're shifting that mindset stuff. We're reframing. We're looking at those limiting beliefs and we're expanding the mind. We're showing the mind. We're shining the light of truth on it, I like to say, right? Shine the light of truth on your false limiting beliefs. We shift them. We release them. We pivot and we refocus now with that expansive mindset, that, that clean energy. Where do you want to go? How do you want to feel? What does that look like? Using hypnotic methodologies, conversational hypnosis, different visualization techniques, things that help impregnate the subconscious mind with the right stuff. Mm. Because we just pulled your weeds. And now you've got this perfect little fertile patch of soil that we can use to reinforce you moving towards your goals. Is there one thing that people listening can do as a tool or a strategy right now to start challenging those fears? Is there something that without going deep into, uh, you know, EFT or even like a hypnosis session, is there something that you can just quickly say if someone's like, okay, I'm visualizing this and this fears coming up of judgment or going broke or, or, you know, not being good enough. Is there something they can quickly just, they can quickly do um, yeah. that, that starts the process of, of challenging? Absolutely. It? Absolutely. One of the, one of the first things that I teach my clients and I take them through this exercise over and over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, if you've ever heard the phrase five minutes to learn a lifetime to master, that's, what we're talking about here. These are fundamental principles that seem so simple, so easy, but if you're not doing them, they can't help you. Mm -hmm. um, when we feel a negative emotion, that is energy. It has mass. That negative emotion is associated with whatever that belief is. Maybe you had an experience. So that negative emotional charge is entangled with that memory, that belief, that expectation, that aspect of your self-image. So you feel the negative feeling. That is the time we want to release it properly. We're always releasing energy. Somebody gives you a dirty look at the store. You feel the negative energy and yet then you let it go. Unless it's triggering an old wound, then you're pissed off for the next five days about that person giving you the dirty luck. You didn't release it properly. So what we want to do is we want to acknowledge there's that feeling. It's just energy. It's just energy. So instead of defaulting to repressing the feeling or positive talking yourself out of it, that's a fun one that we've sort of been you know, taught by the uh, personal development community. <laughs> just say your positive affirmations over the top of all of those bad feelings, and it's just magically going to disappear. And we know that doesn't work because if you've ever tried it, it's incredibly frustrating. It does not work. So instead of pushing it away, trying to avoid it, 
trying to escape from it, trying to positive talk yourself out of it, just say yes to it. Just say yes to it. It's just energy. It will leave if you allow it to. So when you feel it, if it's fear, as, as an example, just say yes to it. I feel you fear. Come on up. And it literally will, you will feel a sense of relief after it has shifted. And sometimes there's, you know, levels and, and layers, you know, parts of your old story are going to come up and all the emotions entangled with that are going to come up and you're going to feel them. Just give yourself permission to process it, observe it, feel it, say yes to it, let it come up, let it pass through. Because once that negative emotional charge is released, it's gone, just like with EFT or anything else. If it's gone, it's gone. Just, you know, all of us can relate to a time where something once caused us emotional distress, whether it was fear or anger or anxiety. And then at some point, something shifted within us. Now we can think about that experience and we no longer have that triggered emotion. It's the emotion that keeps it stuck in place and keeps it holding us back. So when we take the negative emotional charge off of it, we still know that that experience happened, but it's no longer adversely affecting us. Mm, powerful. Yeah, I'm a big believer in that work of just holding space for those uncomfortable emotions. And there's just so much even just so much release in no longer avoiding it, no longer resisting it, no longer, you know, reacting to it. It's just welcoming it up and allowing it to be there and having that as having that as something to master, always being aware of it, always learning how to master it. You know, I started working around that as I started meditating a couple of hours a day. And just recognizing how many layers there are with all of this, all levels of resistance. And so really paying attention to it, saying, okay, I say yes to this, as you describe, I say yes to this and just welcome it, allow it to be there, allow it to be released as it naturally does in your energy field. You can drop the story and the illusion that if I welcome it, all of a sudden I'm going to live in fear 24 seven for the next 30 years. That's not the way it works right? Many people have that fear. Oh, if I welcome fear, I'm going to manifest fearful things. You know, that's another thing I hear a lot. And it's, it's truly not true. It's, it's when you have fear and you resist it, or it's when you have fear and you judge it, that's when it starts to become amplified. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You we're we're basically just key. I, I say, don't save it for later. And that's basically what we do when we keep trying to push it away, when we keep trying to ignore it, when we try to talk ourselves out of it, and we are still feeling it. If you're feeling it, it's still active in you, and it's going to keep getting triggered. When you release it and it's gone, it's gone. It's literally gone. Mm -hmm. That's when you are free. And one of the things that might be helpful um, to some of the listeners who experience this, because this is the game the mind likes to play with us. The mind says, I need to hold on to the fear to protect myself. But now ask yourself, is it possible that there's a better way for me to feel or to be rather than fear? Is there a better way? Because if your mind starts to actually break down its 
attachment to the fear and says, wait a second, if I felt empowered, that would be better. Well, now you've opened up your mind to releasing. Whereas before it was like clinging on for dear life, literally out of that sense of fight, flight, you know, that survival mechanism. So just when I say challenge it, that literally means, you know, I, and we've got to be honest with ourselves. you know, is it actually serving me to hold on to this truly? Is it helping me in any way? Is it helping anyone, anyone at all? Another human being that is on this planet, is it helping them? Of course, the answers to that are going to be no. Is there a better way? Absolutely. Am I willing to release and let it go? Those questions, that awareness can help soften up that resistance and allow us to release more easily. Even even as a protection, it's almost like what would you... How would you prefer to protect yourself? Avoiding everything or developing the schools, the the tools, the skills, the competencies and the energy to be truly empowered no matter what. And both protect you. But it's almost like in the movies, if you had, you know, a superhero and they're just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna kind of stick to staying in my house and, you know, laying in bed. Cause then I'm safe compared to actually going out there building the superhero skills and then all of a sudden because you've gone out there and built those skills and and you now have these powers you now feel safe you now feel more you know divinely protected and now you also get to live a life where you get to serve you get to expand you get to contribute at at new levels you get to love more deeply and grow and all those different things so that's the choice everyone has everyone has that choice um, so this is powerful stuff. Is there anything else you feel called to share that around this topic that you feel people need to know while they're understanding their mindfulness, their challenges, recognizing these emotions and beliefs that are coming up along the way and allowing them to be there while also visualizing what's next instead of, instead of asking stuff, okay, what needs to be fixed next? It's like, okay, what else do I want? And what do I want to experience? What do I want to feel? Is there anything in that process that you you think people really need to note down and have as a big asterisk next to it that is a, that's a big reminder. The one thing that I want to say is if you have a sincere desire in your heart, the way to fulfill that desire must exist. It is a law of the universe. It can be no other way. We live in a universe that operates on very specific laws. Most people know about some of the basics like the law of gravity. Virtually anyone of sound mind will agree the law of gravity is a law that applies to absolutely everyone without exception. There's not a percentage of the population that gets to defy law. We're all playing on an even playing field. Within this law-based universe is the law of polarity. And we know that sometimes that dualistic nature is challenging. We see it as good or bad, right or wrong. 
But now if you remember that you can't have any side without the other side also existing. You cannot have a right without a left. You cannot have a top without a bottom. If the top didn't, didn't exist, the bottom could not exist either. You cannot have anything in this, this, this polarity-based universe without there also being an equal and opposite. You cannot have a problem without a solution. You cannot have a desire, a genuine heart's desire without a way to fulfill that desire. Our only challenge is to get out of our head and stop thinking that we know exactly what that is supposed to look like because that's when we interfere and we get in the way. If we remember it's a vibrational journey, it's the way it feels. What does it feel like to be in alignment with your heart's desire? Now the universe can present opportunities and circumstances and events that are beyond our ability to comprehend that are going to get us to that feeling place of that fulfillment, of that, that ultimate realization of our heart's desire. And it might look a little bit different than what you initially expected, but it's not about the thing. It's about the way that it makes us feel. So we want to keep tuning, keep tuning ourselves to our heart's desire, keep feeling our way there. And remember when your mind is kicking up self-doubt and resistance and fear, that's the superficial BS. That is not the truth. That is not the truth of the way the universe works. If you have a desire in your heart, there absolutely must be a way to fulfill on that desire. You just have to be willing to keep feeling your way into that alignment and take inspired action. You heard it here. Heard it here first. The, um, I mean, it's such a, it's such a powerful journey to be on. It's such a pleasure to be on a journey where you're following your heart, getting to face internally what you're, what you're called to heal while on the journey of contributing and growing and, and making that decision to say, how do I want to live a life that's small? I want to be able to, at the end of my life, look back and say, this is something I was able to do. I had the courage to step out, play a big game, overcome everything that came along the way. And now I get to show the example of what's possible. So no doubt everyone listening to this is resonating. So take notes, take some action on all of this as discussed. And uh, especially keep in mind that law of polarity. If there's something in mind that you have that's a challenge, or if there's something that you have that you want to manifest, um, there has to be, that desire just has to be, it just has to have solutions. And knowing that is um, going to give a lot of, a lot of clarity to people. Alicia, where can people reach out to you? Where can they easily connect? And I'd love to hear about the Inner Game Academy as well. Give us some insight. Sure. The best way to get in contact with me is through my website, aliciacramer.com, A-L-I-C-I-A-C-R-A-M-E-R. There you can learn about my Inner Game Academy. 
connect with me on social. Um, the Inner Game Academy is my membership program. And essentially what it is, is a growing digital library of hypnosis audios, meditations, EFT videos, releasing sessions, and other types of trainings that help business owners. So we're talking about overcoming all of that mindset stuff. Um, my intention is to have a resource for business owners when they're bumping up against something, they can go into the Inner Game Academy and they can do an EFT session on it. They can do a hypnosis session. Uh, they can do a mindset training on a specific thing. They can really amplify their, their goal setting and goal achieving um, with different tools and, and resources. And then I have some fantastic um, high-level expert contributors who will contribute master classes and little mini trainings and things on other uh, more tactical aspects of business, like how to save money on taxes, how to do a master class, you know, those types of things. Um, and you can, you can learn about that again at aliciakramer.com. The first month, uh, there's an introductory offer. You get it for 97 cents. And then if you decide to stay on after that, it's $97 a month, super affordable for virtually anyone at any financial level that wants to do their inner work. Um, and of course, there's no commitment don't believe in contracts. So you are free to leave if it doesn't feel aligned. Awesome. Plenty of value in there. I'll put all the links below. Guys, check it out. Awesome stuff. Leisha, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships so together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.